Hello, everyone, and welcome to River Bend's podcast. Uh, very happy to be here. I'm uh, sitting in instead of uh, my partner, Leslie Hensel, today. So I'm sorry you guys won't get to see Leslie and uh, enjoy her fun personality. You'll just have to deal with me today. Uh, my name is Joe Zolta. I'm also the uh, other co-founder of River Bend. Uh, and I'm uh, here today with uh, a really special guest, uh, Joseph, uh, Justin Maynard. From Data Spark, um, I would uh, I would love for Justin to kind of give you a quick little brief, uh, you know, um, statement about what he uh, what, what he does and what his background is, and then we'll get into some uh, interesting Q and A. Justin, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's it's great. I I know several members of the of the Riverbend team, and um, you guys are amazing. I love what you're doing. Uh, in fact, I, I back in my I was at Amazon for ten years and worked with. Uh, uh, Kathy, who's one of the people that works at Riverbend, and she was amazing. And so when we made that connection, I thought, oh, this has to be a good company. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was at Amazon for 10 years from, uh, well, really 2008 um, to about 2019. I was also an intern there uh, for a year and uh, for a summer. And I've done a, a variety of things there, um, a bunch on the, the retail side. I managed the third-party business for tools and home improvement. Um, and then I did the retail side. I, I led uh, pets. Um, and, uh, and then I did the inventory management side and retail operations for the Canada side. Uh, and then I, I ran some of the, the programs for Amazon, um, baby registry, sampling, uh, team called consumables, customer experience. I had uh, trained in installments for devices and, and various things. So I uh, did a lot there. Um, I have kind of specialized. I, I love uh, finding pockets of opportunity of small businesses and helping make it, make them big um, and really using uh, tools that help you scale and automate. Um, I'm very data-driven, love analytics. And so when I left Amazon, um, just starting to look at the e-commerce landscape and saw a lot of opportunity with Amazon. Um, but we started looking at Walmart and seeing that, you know, they're growing and things are going well there. And, and, uh, some buddies and I thought, you know, it's a, it's a fresh new opportunity. I love learning. Um, and we said, let's go after that. And so we've been uh, providing data and insights to sellers and brands to help them figure out how to grow on Walmart or even if they should be on Walmart or not. Um, and, uh, and it's been a, a really fun ride. Wow. I have to say, um, you know, I've, I speak to a lot of different people. Uh, everyone always claims that they have Amazon experience. Not everyone, but you know what I mean? I deal with a lot of people that have Amazon experience. Something that I find really uh, interesting is that you've really, uh, I guess, have a wide range of experience inside Amazon, right? A lot of people go into one kind of lane and they stay in that lane. And yeah, they move around a little bit, but all within a certain group or a certain uh, uh, kind of like uh, category. It seems like you went from kind of business development, you were in retail, you uh, were on the three-piece side. Uh, how is that like? I mean, does it does, is that what really makes you kind of uh, a little bit of a special talent, uh, so to speak, in your in your field right now because you have so much of a wide range of experience? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I, well, that's actually partly what drew me to Amazon is, uh, you know, Amazon loves people that, um, uh, that uh, you know, are driven and like, like learning. I like learning. I like new challenges. I don't like to feel comfortable in what I'm doing. I, I think you should always feel a little uncomfortable with where you're at. And so jumping from... 3P to retail to inventory management to then tech leadership. Um, it always made me feel a little uncomfortable and I found, found that's where I, I learned the most. Um, and yeah, and you know, in the end you start building up more and more skill sets, more network, you know, more people in your network, just more things to help you succeed. So, um, so that's been fun. 
I'll be honest, I love that line. Uh, being a little uncomfortable is a good thing. I think being too comfortable is not a good thing. So right, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely behind you on that one. I think that's great. Um, so I, we love talking about your experience, but I think now the cool part is for everyone that's listening and um, you know people that are interested in hearing more about DataSpark and Walmart. What do you got going on with DataSpark? Yeah. So as I mentioned, um, you know, as we started looking at uh, how well served the Amazon brand and seller is, there's a, a lot of tools and services that are out there. Lots. Uh, yeah. Lots. Yeah. Lots. And there's new ones every day. And there's ones that launch that are very successful, too. It's not like all the needs are perfectly met over there. Um, but when we started looking at Walmart and seeing that in a short period of time, they'd gone from about 30,000 sellers. And when we were looking, they're up to 70,000 sellers. And, you know, now they're up to almost 100 to over 120,000 sellers that are on there. And we're like, okay, people are starting to pay attention to Walmart. Um, but what's the first thing everybody needs? And it's like, well, you, you need you need data. Uh, you usually need data to power whether you're trying to do SEO um, and uh, SEO optimization, whether you're trying to build on keywords and do advertising, uh, you know, if you're trying to do product research, uh, no matter what you're doing, any kind of app or solution usually has data um, behind it. And so we thought, why don't we come in and, and fill in that space? And so we've been able to, um, we're, a, we're an approved Walmart partner, so we kind of get data directly from Walmart, uh, plus we get our own data and combine it from various data sources to be able to provide a lot of rich information of whether you're trying to find product opportunities or whether you're trying to, um, you know, find the right keywords to optimize your listing. And that's one of the things you'll find is Walmart and Amazon are, are quite different. Um, and, mm -hmm. and so taking a data-driven approach to bringing, even if you're an Amazon seller, to starting to sell on Walmart um, is going to make a big difference. So it's a, so it's a web-based web uh, software that uh, I guess is a you know, monthly subscription or, or something along those lines that gives you the ability to have all visibility, I guess, to the data that, that Walmart doesn't actually give you just so you can have a bit of a competitive advantage in the Walmart uh, space. Is that is that really what it is? Yeah, that's right. It's it's a website that you can go to. Uh, you know, we do have a mobile scanner for people who do arbitrage. Um, mm -hmm. You can go in and go right into stores and, and use our scanner to see what is the Walmart price, um, how many sellers are on it, uh, what's the price history been, how many, what's the demand on it. So you can kind of have that demand uh, competition and profitability potential are kind of the three big factors you need to know if this is a good item or not. Uh, we also have a Chrome plugin. So right while you're out there browsing Walmart, you can see all that kind of similar information. What's the demand? What's the competition uh, look like? Uh, we also recently launched a Google add-on, which has been one of the funnest projects I've, I've worked on um, to where like you can just say, I want to see what the, the top 100,000 keywords are on Walmart. And with a click of a button, boom, it's right there in Google Sheets. And what's really cool about having a Google wow. Sheets is you can then very quickly, you know, Google Sheets is so powerful with the visualization you can do on top of that, the other data things that you can do. And so now like building custom dashboards for people or custom insights that people want is really easy. And our, our goal right now is we're going to get it all out into this Google add-on uh, so that you just have data right at your fingertips. And that's one of the things we found with a lot of tools is it's often hard to get it where you actually work. And so many people are in spreadsheets already. That's where so much yeah. of your other data is at. And so being able to quickly just ingest it right into your existing spreadsheets or a new spreadsheet and build something custom for it, um, I think is going to be really helpful for people. So you mentioned that um, you like building custom, you know, uh, I guess, dashboards or things like that. So how interactive are you with the clients or is it just more feedback from users that you're just adding better and better features as you go? Like you're probably you probably have a good understanding of what people want. But do you do you have a, a decent interaction with some of your either top clients or beginning, you know, early clients? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we offer solutions, everything down from a $15 a month package all the way up to, you know, $10,000 a month enterprise packages. And so yeah. kind of depending on where you're at, if you're at one of those other levels, uh, you know, they're, they're, because it is, we, we have been pretty nimble. There, are, there is really quick turnaround that we can often do on some of these customer requests, even if you're, you're at one of those other tiers. Uh, but of course, we have big enterprise clients where we, they've wanted really custom solutions, and we've been able to pull that together for them as well. So uh, we have a little bit of everything. I can imagine that the custom solutions, especially now early in the game, are probably even more uh, important because, like you said, there's not as many sellers that are geared up and that have the data to do Walmart business. Right. So especially in the beginning, trying to get their system and probably something that they're using for Shopify or for Amazon, the, not everything always maps. Right. Not everything always right. speaks the same language. So I guess coming to you guys and saying, guys, this is the data that I have or this is my inventory feed or this is my you know, these are my repricing sheets. Now, how do I have this talk to, to Walmart? I guess yeah. that's really where you bridge the gap. Yep, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and those are fun. We, I, in fact, I, you know, I'd, I'd welcome anybody to send us what the pro, what problem you have. The worst we're going to say is like, yeah, we can't do that for you. Um, but uh, I have a feeling you won't say that. Yeah, we, we, well, we, we love <laughs> you, writing it down, you know, <laughs> we, we love hearing. It. Hey, you know, there, there are times where it's like, oh, that's going to take a lot of work to do it. Let's put it on a roadmap and figure out a way. And we've had things like that. We're like, okay, how are we going to make this work? That are that are challenging. But there have been other ones we've been able to turn around in a few hours. Uh, you know, I mean, just like one of the simplest ones is somebody was telling us. I can't find the UP. I'm on a Walmart page and I just can't find the UPC. Um, there, it's, it's not there. You can even look in the code. It's just nowhere to be found. It's like, oh, we can add that for you right away. And so, um, in fact, if you look at our YouTube channel, our most viewed video is how do I find the UPC on Walmart? Um, wow. And uh, we've made that really easy. You just put in the Chrome plugin and we put that now on every page what the UPC is. And of course, that, as you mentioned, um, all these retailers and systems don't talk to each other. So having that UPC is the common link um, is really link. helpful. So yeah, so we've got UPCs in all of our reports everywhere that you have so that it's easy to integrate with other systems. We try to make it where you can export the data if you need to. As I mentioned, you can put it right into spreadsheets um, really because we know that we're Walmart's at such a young phase. You've got to often integrate this with all your other systems and try to make that work. So we've tried to make that easy for you. No, awesome. And I think that's the key. I think you said it, the ease of making this an easy transition, I think is everything. And it's funny, I was actually going to ask you, what is all of a sudden making the Walmart kind of craze happen right now, as opposed to the last two years, three years, four years, everyone's been talking about Walmart, you know, and then there was that whole jet thing when they bought jet, but Walmart seems to be coming on more now than it ever has. Like you said, it went from 40,000 sellers to 70, now 120, probably going to end up around 150, or 180, maybe by next year. Um, wh why is that? What, what do you feel? Is it just people are sick of the other platforms or they're just realizing that there really is major opportunity here and they need to spend time on it and they need to focus on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I so you know I've been watching Walmart ever since I started at Amazon. Of course, Walmart is one of their top competitors, and and Walmart for years. I mean, you know, you have to admit they were really fumbling with their e-commerce strategy. They they couldn't kind of figure out what are those key levers, and you know, this is just my view of what's happened in the last couple of years. And I think partly it was the Jet dot com acquisition and uh, Mark Laurie coming in, and probably some education that happened from multiple sources of like what does it take to win in e-commerce. And I think Jeff Bezos said it best um, when he uh, you know, he's often asked the question of what's going to change in the next five to 10 years. And I absolutely love his response where he says, 
an even more interesting question is what's not going to change in the next mm -hmm. five to 10 years. Because yeah. if you can build a business around that, you know you're still going to be relevant five to 10 years down the road. And when it comes to e-commerce, um, he, he had picked these three pillars that were just critical that Amazon built itself around and it has just become best in class, which is selection, price, and convenience. Uh-huh. And probably being fast shipping. Yeah, I'm saying convenience might even be the top of that list, even more so than price and selection, because everyone wants convenience, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, you know, Amazon launched with with like a million books, which was way more than anybody else had ever had. And, and of course, has grown that towards millions upon millions and just selection, 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 pushed on to become best in class, price, convenience. Well, I've watched a lot of different uh, e-commerce companies come come to be that haven't worked very well. And what we found is there's different models and price selection convenience isn't the only one, but it's a really, really good one. And it's proven time and time again that that works. You know, you look at like, how did Wayfair grow? How does, how is Chewy doing so well? Mm -hmm. And if you go up against that model, they do really well on those factors. Um, you know, Wayfair in many ways you could argue outdid um, Amazon, at least in the home space on the selection yes. front with their really fast drop shipping strategy. And uh, Chewy did amazing with convenience and doing this auto ship program that didn't have the subscribe part of it or the, the, the uh, savings part of it that SNS did, but it allowed them to scale faster and give more convenience across their whole catalog. And that was huge, you know. And Wayfair has a great app, by the way. People love shopping on the yeah. app, which that's huge, again, goes right into what you're saying. One of the three pillars, convenience. So, so Walmart really struggled like with selection. You think through the years, I, what I'd say is like in these last two years, they've really started to figure out these three dimensions. You think about selection. They're up to over a hundred million products on their, their catalog. They've actually opened it up to be a marketplace where all the selection has come flooding in. And that mm -hmm. starts to drive this, this flywheel, this e-commerce flywheel. Uh, pricing, you'd be surprised, might be surprised to know, I, I was, I guess, surprised coming from Amazon. I thought Amazon had really competitive prices. But as we've done our own analysis of Walmart to Amazon, we find that Walmart actually beats um, Amazon in price more often than Amazon beats Walmart in price. Um, especially that, by the way, especially with all the Amazon fees. And I think sellers knowing that those fees just continue to rise, storage, this and that. I could definitely see Walmart becoming very price competitive. Yeah. And then, and then the, with the convenience side, uh, you know, they've got over 5,000 locations versus Amazon's, you know, over 100 fulfillment centers. Walmart has 5,000 locations. And with the now online pickup and delivery that you can do, which, by the way, customers love. Um, mm -hmm. it is, if you talk to somebody who uses Walmart's pickup my and wife, delivery thing. My wife's all over it. Yeah. yeah and they're, they're, they're hooked. I mean, they are hooked. In the same way that you have people that got hooked to Amazon Prime, it's like people are hooked on this online pickup pick and delivery with, with Walmart. And so you could argue the convenience is better. So they've really come together with they've now got massive selection, amazing prices, and great convenience. And so it's starting to really spin this e-commerce flywheel for them. So they're on track to do about $75 billion this year. Uh, they're the number two marketplace now. They're surpassing eBay. And so when you look at like, okay, things are really starting to click. It's starting to come together. What they're doing, it seems like this is going to work. And that's what I think people are starting to see and say, okay, maybe now is the time that we need to be paying attention to Walmart. And, and getting over there. At the same time, I think one other thing to, to bring into this is that, you know, Amazon keeps getting so much scrutiny and you get, you guys know this really well, suspensions uh, all over the place that whether no, it's, yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, um, and, uh, and so putting all of your eggs in the Amazon basket, it, it's risky. And so I think a lot of times people are just looking for some diversification. Absolutely. And I always think it's good to have a three-tier approach of you got to have Amazon 
you need a really good second marketplace. And then you've got to have a direct-to-consumer strategy as well. Um, and with those three, you feel pretty balanced. You feel pretty safe. I actually preach that all the time. And, uh, you know, some of our larger clients and even myself, I've been an Amazon seller for almost 10 years. Uh, I've definitely gone towards diversifying, not only, like you said, on another marketplace, but even in retail. So that actually leads me to my next question. I, I always wanted to understand the difference because the only way I've seen the difference between um, like a true marketplace and a vendor central is like on Amazon, where Amazon can buy the product from you as a vendor. Right. And then they and they take ownership and they post it and they do everything. They advertise it, change the pricing, et cetera. And then also, obviously, they have three P. What's the difference on Walmart where do you need a like some type of vendor account or can you sell to them as a retailer? And then there's also obviously marketplace. What are the differences between the features and like, I guess, really who wins? Right. Is there is there a much more successful way to sell on Amazon than the other between marketplace and uh, and vendor for Walmart? You mean? Yeah. For yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is very similar to Amazon in that you do have the 1P and 3P uh, part of the yeah. business. Um, and, you know, it used to be, okay, so, but the major difference in terms of who is winning is, I will say, Walmart does love their big brands. Um, and we've done a bunch of analysis on who's winning and who's not, and kind of who gets a, what feels like an artificial boost, if you will, like not as yeah. algorithmic. And it does seem like their in-store brands um, get a lot of attention and focus and and boosts, if you will. Um, whether it's whether it's sold three P or one P, those are all sold one P. Um, and so one piece. So here's the thing: is like there's been kind of mixed reviews about Walmart because a lot of people say, "Hey, it should be like a ten percent entitlement." If you're selling on Amazon, it's like a why? Why don't you sell on Walmart and get a free ten percent? And, you know, that's interesting for people that are trying to sell you on, you know, which I have an interest in wanting people to come over and sell on, on Walmart because that brings in more potential customers. But I have to be honest with you, 10%, you're not going to see 10% um, because what's happening is that those in-store brands, those established brands are getting a, a lion's share of those 75 billion that uh, Walmart's projected to do this year. They're getting the lion's share of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for most sellers, uh, it's going to be you know, three to 5% of their, their Amazon business. Now there are some strategies though, to make that even more, there are some uh, pockets of uh, where Walmart is doing far better than uh, much better than the, compared to um, Amazon than, than others. And it, it's kind of hard to say exactly where those are. Like home is really big. Auto and tire is really big at the, at the macro level. And I can, you know, show you some data or anybody wants it. I have some analysis that we've done on, on where the best three P categories on, on Walmart. Um, but what I found in just talking to sellers is that uh, there are kind of these micro, these subcategories that do surprisingly well on Walmart that they wouldn't have expected compared to to uh, to Amazon. So that's where really looking at the data and just being able to see where are the pockets of opportunity um, mm-hmm. are going to help you win. So um, I, I think, I mean, over the last few years, the biggest jump in users or in, in sellers that Amazon's had is really driven by the private label opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. For, for a guy in his basement or anywhere in the world, someone that has a good relationship with a factory or a distributor or whatever, to develop their own label and to start driving traffic and sales to their own label and building a mini brand you know, on Amazon. Is that a possibility on Walmart? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So that's, yeah. Where, that's when Walmart's going to take that jump from a few hundred thousand sellers to a million sellers. And then, you know, that's, that's, I think where it starts to go crazy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you do have to realize like Walmart right now is like the Amazon of seven years ago, let's say. And so it's the Wild West. There's it's a little clunkier. Their tools aren't as good. There's some gaps that they have in what you can do with things like advertising and things. And some of their policies, they're going to open up, I think, to be more marketplace driven than they are brand driven like they are today. Um, but yes, we absolutely see people who, in fact, um, you can launch your own product. Uh, you can advertise. They've got all the advertising tools now like you'd want. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. can you figure out the, the often it's a keyword optimization thing of like own, owning your niche and the data is there to kind of figure out where those niches are. So you can absolutely do that just like you, you can on, on Amazon today. That, that That's big. So there, there are some things that make it a little bit more challenging. You know, for example, um, you can't often advertise against the big brands that have all the traffic like you can on um, on Amazon. And that's, that's kind of some of those differences. It's like, uh you know, we keep hoping that you go after specific search terms. Well, like, like, uh, for example, if you were, um, you know, uh, if you're doing a, a diaper and you're trying to advertise specifically against like Huggies and Pampers, um, there's times where you cannot uh, bid on those terms, those branded terms. Branded terms, um, got it. You can bid on, on generic is okay. On generic, oh yeah, for sure, for sure, okay. yeah, yeah. Or like on the detail pages, you know, often where you can. So there's there's some limitations there that you have to contend with. Okay, very exciting. I mean, I can tell you this from the amount of people that we speak to. I would say nine out of ten people always ask about Walmart, no matter yeah. what. And, we're, and, and you know what we do. I mean, we're exclusively Amazon, and we're very interested in doing Walmart. We've even had a bunch of people call us with Walmart suspensions that we've helped, and you know, we've guided them through some of those issues. But I happen to think that you're in the right space, the right time. I think Walmart is just about to to take off. So it's exciting to learn about the tools that you offer, and I happen to think that. The fact that you guys offer custom solutions, especially early on in the stage of not everyone's, you know, uh, machines talk to each other yet, right? And not everyone's softwares talk to each other yet. The fact that you can kind of mix and match things and make it work for everyone, I think is amazing. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to be referring people over to you, um, you know, as, uh, as as they continue to ask. And I think after fourth quarter, when people settle down and get all their numbers settled and they realize, wait a minute, there's some missed opportunities here. It's almost like the gym membership thing, you know, beginning of January, everyone signs up for a gym, then they don't go. I think they realize I got to start doing something new. I got to open up a new revenue stream other than Amazon. And I have to think that, you know, Walmart's going to be the first thing on their list. Yeah, I have to tell you a kind of a funny story is I was um, at a trade show and I ran into a guy and I'm like, your name is familiar, familiar to me. I think we have corresponded before over email. And so he says, oh, I archive all my emails. Let me go look. And a little while later, um, he forwards me this email. Well, I had just been trying to tell him he had to get on Walmart. He's a, a big seller. I'm like, you should be on Walmart right now. You know, it's, it's where the puck is going. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when he forwards me, the, and he was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I was on Walmart. I wasn't, I didn't like how the returns policy, this or that, you know, it was a little clunky. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, a little resistant. Well, when he forwards me this email, I pick it up. And here is me having a conversation with him about he should be doing FBA. You know, this was like back in 2009 when FBA was really small. And in the email, it was like the exact same tone of, oh, I don't know, FBA, I'm worried about what they'll do with my inventory, all this. Stuff. And so I just emailed him back and said, hey, I hope you can see that back then I gave you a spot on recommendation of where the puck is going and yeah. you maybe you'll listen to me today. So yeah, Walmart, that's where the puck is going. Uh, you know, it's, it's a big opportunity. Amazon's going to continue to do amazing. And of course, I'm not saying, but you don't have to choose between one or the other. But yeah, now is a good time to get in with Walmart for sure. Uh, one last question, and then I, I, I would love for you to kind of give everyone your contact info on the website, because I think there's going to be a ton of uh, 
a ton of interest there. But um, I'm wondering, do you feel that it is necessary for people to use, because you mentioned FDA and, and Walmart, I know, is starting to roll out their own version of that. I think people, from what I understood, people use Deliver also. Um, mm -hmm. But is there like a Walmart Plus? I think I've heard something along those lines where there's a Walmart version um, of FBA. How's that rolling out? Yeah, Walmart Fulfillment Services, it's still pretty small and still has quite a few bugs uh, in it, I would say. Um, it is open enrollment to anybody. It used to be gated, but I, 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 last I've heard, anybody can get into it. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that like, yeah, uh, you know, give, give it a shot, see if it works for your, your products. They're still kind of trying to do this. I will say um, Walmart does give a really big boost to two-day shipping. And what we found is it doesn't really matter if you're getting that two-day shipping through Deliver because you're using Walmart Fulfillment Services or you're just able to offer that through your own uh, own shipping. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen, like, like I said, we've done a ton of analysis on this and it didn't seem like any of those made a difference, but having the two-day shipping makes a really big difference. So whichever flavor is best for you. That goes along with what you were saying in the beginning, the three pillars, which is convenience. They know they need to offer it. So they're, they're rewarding people that are, uh, that are doing that. So that's great. Yeah. And, and like just in the buy box alone, um, we have found that it's like a 5% boost that they'll give to somebody. So in other words, you, uh, a, a, somebody with two-day shipping competing against somebody without two-day shipping can have a, a price that is almost 5% higher wow. than the person without two-day shipping and still win the buy box, you know, which is wow. huge. Um, and, you know, back in Amazon days, they'd give about a 2% boost. So when I learned that, when I did the analysis, we kind of reverse engineered it and saw that it was about a 5% boost. I was like, well, that is, that's huge. They're putting a big priority on getting two-day shipping. It is 100%. So that's, uh, that's an important part, I think, for Amazon, uh, for, I'm sorry, for Walmart sellers, when they're going into this, they better make sure their logistics uh, are, are, you know, up to speed and they know that they could deliver. Because if not, they're probably not going to get that boost. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Justin, fill everyone in. Tell us where to find you, how to reach you, because uh, I think there's going to be a lot of interest. Uh, I know even me as a seller, I'm interested. I'm probably going to hit you up right after. Um, just tell us how to reach you. What's the website, email address that you want us to uh, to get in touch with you? Yeah, so it's uh, justin at datasparkco is my email address. Um, and you can find me on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, or probably the two best channels that I, I, I monitor. You can try me on other ones, but uh, I can't promise how fast I go back to you. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, listen, it was really great talking to you. I, I could see why, uh, you know, Kathy said good things about you, Leslie, Brianna, my whole team. So um, I'm really happy that we got to, to chat and good luck with everything. I think you're definitely on the right, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're like you said, you're on the right path of uh, where things are going. And um, like you told that seller, I think you'll, you'll, you'll probably be right again. <laughs> awesome. Hey, All right, man. thanks so much. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.